Welcome to another Truth Matters episode where we discuss all things truth from a biblical standpoint. I'm your host, Matt Franklin. preacher today, and I want to talk about a topic that um, absolutely came from the heart of God, Um, and I've preached this in a couple of uh, places, and I just want to bring this message to you, and I hope that it will uh, change your life. And the title to it is A Servant's Heart, and I want to start with a scripture in uh, chapter 13 of St. John. In verse 3, He, being Jesus, riseth from supper, and laid aside his garments, and took a towel, and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin, and began to wash the disciples' feet, and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter saith unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. Simon Peter saith unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus saith unto him, He that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit. And ye are clean, but not all. For he knew who would betray him. Therefore said he, Ye are not all clean. So after he had washed their feet and had taken his garments and was set down again, he said unto them, this is key right here, Know ye what I have done to you? Ye call me Master and Lord, and ye say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is no greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If ye know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. Skip into verse 34 and 35. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. And folks, if we ever needed to hear a message of love, we need to hear it today. Because the church world is so divided. There is so much controversy in the church world. It's absolutely disgusting. It's disheartening. It's sad. It's really sad. There are so many disagreements. There are so many controversies. There are so many opinions. But at the end of the day, we're all children of God. And if you have been saved by the blood of Jesus, you are his child. If you are born again, as the Bible says, you repented, you gave your heart to God, and you're his child. 
we're all brothers and sisters. And so at the end of the day, there's no need in quarreling and fighting and bickering and fussing. And the Bible says to avoid the foolish disputes, avoid the foolish arguments, avoid them, for they do gender strifes. It just makes things worse. It just fuels the fire. Though we may not all see eye to eye, we can still walk hand in hand. Don't get me wrong, there are certain foundational truths that we need to agree on in order to make it to heaven. For example, if you don't believe in Jesus, if you don't believe in His blood, you're not going to heaven because only by the blood of Jesus are you saved. So we've got that. We understand that. And there are certain things that you have to believe in order to be on your way to heaven. But then there are those minor things that people tend to not want to let go because you don't see the same way they do. But the point in this little sermon today, this little podcast, is Jesus, the master of the house, one of the last lessons he taught us on earth before he went to the cross was, can you wash one another's feet? Are you willing to get down on your knees and wash one another's feet? And I know we, uh, many churches take this naturally, and we have a period of time when we wash one another's feet as a symbol of what Jesus did. And that's good. That's great. We need to do that. But there's also a very spiritual aspect to this, this story. If you want to become a somebody, then you need to become a servant. In Luke's account of this story, there was a contention among his disciples They were trying to figure out who would become the greatest in heaven. And Jesus' response was remarkable. He said, paraphrasing, If you want to be the greatest, you need to become the least. If you want to be a big shot, then you need to learn how to bow low with the posture of a servant. If you really want to be somebody in the kingdom of God, here is your example. Grab a towel and a basin, fill it with water, get down on your knees, and wash one another's feet. There are four examples in this story that Jesus really gives us. The first example is this. If you're going to have a servant's heart, you must be willing to lay aside your garment of pride. It has been said that the clothes make the man. In the case of many people, our clothing makes a statement about our identity our dignity, and our sense of self-worth. Laying aside your garment means taking off the thing that covers or hides who you really are underneath, becoming vulnerable in a sense. Laying aside your garment means laying aside your dignity, your pride, and your sense of self-worth in order to serve others. It's you making the statement that I understand just behind these garments I'm wearing. I'm a human being just like you are, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. I'm not scared to jeopardize my dignified self for the sake of others. A servant leader is not preoccupied with personal visibility and recognition. We need less people standing high in the synagogue in their fancy robes, towering down in pride at others. And we need more people bowing low in humility, washing feet. So the question is, are you willing to lay aside your garment of pride and self-recognition to become a humble servant? Because unless you're willing to do that, you've not yet discovered what it means to have a servant's heart. 
The second thing that Jesus teaches us in this story is it's not enough to remove the garment of pride, but you must be willing to replace it with the garment of humility. Notice how Jesus took off his garment, his masterly garment, the garment that he wore as the master. Notice how he took his garment off and he put on the garment of a servant. The Bible instructs us to put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. And Jesus said in Matthew 11 and 29, he said, I am meek and lowly in heart. Jesus was showing us in this story that in order to become a servant of God, you must be willing to remove the garment of pride and replace it with the towel of humility, which is the garment or character of Christ. Philippians 2 and verse 7 says, Jesus made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant. The towel was a foreshadow of the towel that he would be wearing when he went to the cross. Are you willing to offer your body as a servant of living sacrifice for Christ? Paul says in Romans 12 and verse 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And if you're not willing to do that, then you've yet to understand what it means to have a servant's heart. The third example in this story that Jesus shows us about becoming a true servant is the water and the basin. The water represents the Spirit of God, and the basin, or otherwise known as a vessel, represents Jesus Christ, the chosen vessel, which God would pour Himself into, and He would soon be poured out on a cross to wash away the dirty sins of the world. Are you willing to allow God to pour into you the vessel so that you can pour out of His love in service to others? Proverbs 11 and 25 says, The liberal soul shall be made fat, and he that watereth shall be watered also himself. Don't be afraid to pour out of yourself your time, your prayers, your finances, your abilities to the service of others. God won't refill a vessel that isn't willing to pour itself out. And God cannot fill a vessel that is not willing to make itself available in prayer and study and time alone with Him, emptying their self of themselves, so that He can fill them with His Spirit. Because at the end of the day, it's not about us. It's not about you. It's about Him. And you cannot offer someone what you do not have. And if you do not have God's Spirit, if you have not spent time in prayer, and if you have not spent time in His presence and seeking Him and pouring your heart out to Him and emptying yourself of yourself so that He can fill you with Him, then you really have nothing to offer this world. You really have nothing to offer the people who need something more than what this world is giving them. If you're not willing to spend time in prayer and fasting, reading God's Word, opening yourself up to Him, if you're not willing to allow God to pour into you of His Spirit, and you're not willing to pour out what He gives you in service to others, then you will become nothing more than a dry and empty basin. And the fourth and final example that Jesus teaches us in this story is hospitality. Washing the feet of a guest is synonymous with hospitality. Hospitality is defined as the quality or disposition of receiving and treating guests and strangers in a warm, friendly, generous, 
companionship, heartiness, welcome, and good cheer. In other words, it means encouraging others. If you enjoy Truth Matters podcast and would like to help this ministry continue spreading the truth of the gospel, consider becoming a patron. This ministry is 100% listener supported. Becoming a patron is safe, easy, and you can give a monthly gift as little as $1, $10, $100, or a one-time donation of any amount. Simply send us an email at truthmatterswithmatt at gmail.com and we'll forward you the information you need to sign up. Thank you in advance. Your help is truly appreciated. When... The Jewish people would travel, sometimes for miles and days even. Some of them were barefooted, and some of them only had sandals. And their feet would become dirty and calloused, and maybe they would cut their foot on a rock. And when they traveled down these roads, animals would travel down these same roads. And you can imagine a lot of uh, depositories that the animals would deposit out upon the ground, and people would be walking and their feet would become so dirty. And and it was always such a hospitable thing when a guest would come to your house. The servant would come out and he would begin to wash the guest's feet. And washing their feet was a symbol of encouragement and blessing and healing and strength and cleansing. And it was a blessing to be refreshed with your feet being washed and What I'm saying is, who have you encouraged lately? Whose walk have you encouraged? Whose journey have you encouraged? Whose feet have you washed lately? Who have you blessed? Who have you refreshed? Who have you healed lately? Who have you been a servant to lately? Because it's not about being served. It's about serving others. Our Savior taught us, one of the last things He taught us before He went to the cross, before He completely died to Himself, the last thing that He taught us was become a servant. Because before you can truly die to self, you must become a servant. You must become so humble that it doesn't bother you to get your hands dirty every now and then to help lift a brother up, to help lift a sister up, to help encourage their walk. You know, in this day and age, many of us are looking for something from others. We're always looking for a reward or recognition. We're always looking for the spotlight. We're always looking for, well, if I do this, what do I get out of it? What do I get out of the deal? And sometimes, folks, you just got to be willing to give hoping nothing in return, give expecting nothing because your reward in heaven will be much greater than what you can receive on this earth because a true gift is a gift that you give freely and you're not expecting something in return. And before you can be someone in the spotlight, you have to be willing to be that person that is in the dark, giving and ministering in the dark because folks, the real ministry is not when the light is on you. The real ministry is when no one knows that you did that thing you did. No one knows that you prayed for that person you prayed for. You called that brother or sister up. You gave to that person in need. You were willing to visit that person in the hospital. You were willing to send that text message and encourage that certain person that you haven't seen at church for a few days. And you were that person that were willing to do that, but you didn't expect anything in return. You didn't want recognition. 
And something I truly admire about our Savior when He was on this earth, any time that He performed a miracle, any time that He'd done something great, notice how He would always tell that person, now don't go tell everybody. Don't go spread this out. Don't tell everybody that I did this. Why? Because He knew that they would try to set a kingdom up for Him on this earth. But He knew that His kingdom was not on this earth. He knew that He had a heavenly kingdom to go to. And folks, our kingdom is not on this earth. That's the problem. We're trying to set up a kingdom on this earth. We're trying to become famous. We're trying to become so successful and so popular and so rich and so wealthy. We're trying to build that perfect house. And then when we build it, it's not enough. And then we try to to get that six-figure income. And when we get that, it's not enough. And, And we try to do all of these exploits on this earth and build our kingdom upon this earth only to one day watch it all come crashing down because one day it's all going to burn away. And what did you do for God? Did you invest in His kingdom? Did you invest in that eternal kingdom, the kingdom that will never fail? This reminds me of a podcast that I brought out some time back that posed the question, where is your treasure? And so I ask you again, where is your treasure? Is it in things or the king? Is it in what you can accomplish on this earth for yourself? Or is it what you can do for others? Because that's what's going to count. When you're gone, the legacy you leave behind is the lives that you have changed. Not the money that's in your banking account. Not the houses or the cars and the material things you attained or the successes on this earth or the medals that you received. But the things that are going to count is what will you be taking with you to heaven. You're taking nothing on this earth. But the only thing that's going to be waiting for you in heaven is obviously heaven and all of its goodness. But that treasure chest, those things that you laid up in heaven will be waiting on you, not the things you laid up on earth. And so I've got so much more to say about this message, but the point of it is, do you have a servant's heart? When's the last time that you reached out to someone hoping for nothing in return? When is the last time that you gave your hands to the work of God and you said, God, just use these hands? Use them for your will. When is the last time that you used your voice for God and you you witnessed to someone? You reached out to someone. You encouraged someone. I don't know about you, but every now and then I need some encouragement. Every now and then I need to know that I'm doing okay. I need to know that I'm on the right track. Because this day and age, we've become too controversial. We've become too hard on one another. And don't get me wrong. We do not need to bend the gospel We do not need to compromise, but we also do not need to forget what our Savior taught us before He went to that cross. He said, if you're going to be like me, if you're going to be able to follow me, if you're going to follow my example, here it is. Grab a towel and a basin full of water. Get down on your knees and wash your brother's feet. Because at the end of the day, The only way this world is going to know that we are the children of God is if we have love one toward another. And so I hope this message has sparked 
your flame, and I hope that it has opened your eyes and encouraged you. And I hope from this day forth you will make a commitment to God to become not a savior, not a successful person. And and don't get me wrong, we need to do our best in everything we do. And I believe in being successful. But the real success is not what you can accomplish on this earth, but what you can accomplish for the kingdom of God. Remember, it's not about you. It's about Jesus, and it's about others, and it's about being the hands and feet of Jesus and doing what our Savior taught us and becoming a lowly little old servant. Don't let the things of this world become your God. Don't let the things of this world become more important than what our Savior taught us. And if you don't know Jesus today, right now, just ask Him in your heart. Just say, Jesus, I need you. Save me, change me, and make me like you. Come into my heart, come into my life, be my Lord, and be my Savior, be my King, and teach me how to follow you, and teach me how to lead others to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for saving me. Well, folks, thank you for tuning in to this podcast today. Remember to become a servant. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your family and friends so that we can get the truth out. Have a great day.